Hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and joining us today on the phone is author Ted Cluck. Ted, welcome to the podcast. Kevin, great to be here, man. Well, I'm, 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 I want to send a shout out to, to Zach Barles. I'm sure Zach is listening to this, right? Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, who helped, dedicated, dedicated listener. <laughs> who helped set this up on the, on the Gut Check podcast. Uh, one of those ask me anything type things. And I, and I just threw up on Facebook, will Ted come on the podcast? And here he is. So thanks. Yeah, man. My pleasure. All right. So, so people who don't know you, uh, you've written, what, over 20 books, I think yeah, it is? Yeah, something like that. And, uh, of course, you uh, made it big on, uh, you know, the Gut Check uh, publishing company and Gut Check podcast. Happy Rant podcast is probably where uh, a lot of people know you from. And uh, you're a journalism professor. Yeah, that's right, man. Union University, the Harvard of West Tennessee. So <laughs> check us out, uu.edu. Well, I have to thank, I, I already said this to Zach, but I want to thank you as well. For I, I credit you for saving my life. Oh wow, man! That's um, that that small thing. I'm, I'm all ears. Tell me about several, it. Several years ago, you're you're somewhat familiar with Christian education. I'm a, I'm a Christian school teacher. Oh, okay. And uh, you know, one of the I don't want to say highlights of the year, but every year we host our regional academic our speech meet. Okay. And in my classroom for a number of years, this was my purgatory. Uh, mm-hmm. Our class hosted a uh, the uh, section on puppets. Mm-hmm. And just getting through it was just—I almost wanted Maybe to. Maybe that hang sounds my, brutal. Congrats I, on getting through that. I wanted to hang myself on the puppet stage several times, but I it. Um, it was one year I was able to get a copy of Reraptured, <laughs> and I was reading that through this, this all these different presentations, and it, and it kept my sanity. Nice. You can pull it up on your iPad, make it look like you're doing some work. Well, that's actually, actually I had it on my computer, so it looked like I was you know yeah. doing some professional, but. Oh, it, 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 it kept my sanity. So thank you. Man, yeah, you're welcome. We, uh, we kind of had a blast writing that. I think it kept our sanity. You know, like, <laughs> it, the issues are different in the Christian publishing industry, but uh, at times it makes you, it makes you also want to hang yourself on the stage of, of, on whatever the puppet stage of the Christian publishing industry is. So yeah. <laughs> uh, Zach and I doing, doing that book together, it provided a lot, of, a lot of laughs, a lot of sanity for us, and, uh, and we're glad you enjoyed it. All right, well, we're going to be talking about adoption today, and that's a, a subject near and dear to my heart. In fact, the week this airs, this podcast airs, will be the week that our latest two adoptions will become official. We have the court date set wow. after a long time, and we're, we're, we're thankful for that. So uh, this will make uh, children number three and four for us, and wow. uh, so we're, we are rejoicing over that. And for a long time, I've wanted to talk about this on the podcast. In fact... I think we're going to launch a series with this with this podcast with this interview. I think we're going to launch a series about a different adoption stories. Um, and so, so Ted, you you've written on this, and you, I know you've spoken on this as well. Uh, give us a little idea of uh, of your family, and you've adopted two boys from the Ukraine. Tell us a little yep. bit about that. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was it was a crazy process, as you know. You know, the process is a little bit different overseas right. than from maybe what you all have gone through domestically, but. Yeah, for us, I mean, it, it all started way back in the late 90s, believe it or not. We were uh, idealistic uh, liberal arts graduates with uh, kind of no job prospects and no interest in joining the real world yet. So we did what uh, many evangelical kids in that situation do, which is um, nobilizing our desire to stave off real life by calling it a missions trip. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we, we, lived, we lived overseas for a year. We taught in a missionary school. 
uh, in Vilnius, Lithuania, which was a lot of fun and, and a really wild, eye-opening thing. I had never traveled before. I grew up in a cornfield in Indiana, so I, I knew nothing of of the world or travel. So it was uh, it was it was a big deal to do that. But um, one of the things we got to do on that trip was volunteer in these orphanages in the evenings, and uh, really broke our hearts. You know, there were just at that time in Eastern Europe, it seemed like there was an orphanage on every street corner, and you know, massively under-resourced and um, you know, the kids were really sweet. I think we were really impressionable and idealistic, and it was just a perfect storm of kind of us deciding that if and when we ever wanted to be parents, um, that we would adopt first. And this was before, like, new Calvinism and reformism yeah. and all that stuff. Before really it popped, was cool. You, yeah, before it was cool. And, and also before, like, you got married and then, you know, four days later you got pregnant and then you had right. babies until your wife's uterus, like, fell out. <laughs> like, that, that really wasn't a thing in 1998, so... Um, we knew conceptually that we wanted to have kids, but it wasn't like an immediate thing. So uh, six or seven years later, um, we really decided it was start to it was time to start a family. And uh, Lithuania's adoption program had closed by that time, so we kind of just went to the nearest country with a, a similar problem and similar culture, and it was Ukraine. And uh, and yeah, that's that's how it all started. So uh, Tristan, my oldest son, is now 16. So. Uh, he's he's basically a grown man at this point, which is crazy. Uh, but he was a year and a half, and we got him. And uh, and then a few years later, we went went back and got Maxim, who uh, who was three at the time, and he's now thirteen. And you write about this in your book, "Hello, I Love You." And I, just, I was just reading through that uh, this past week in, in prep for this uh, podcast. And what I love about the book, your your humor obviously jumps out at at everyone. But um, this was not some sort of romantic storybook <laughs> type thing where yeah. everything just worked out in the end and it was just but you had a lot of struggles yeah and I, I think most people do when they adopt yeah. to be honest like it's a pretty brutal reminder of of sin and brokenness in the mm. world just in the sense that you know the systems themselves are corrupt right, right. i mean the the end goal of a lot of these adoption kind of systems is not to serve the, the children at the end of the day. It's it's to line a lot of people's pockets and it's corrupt and it's broken. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you go through all that when you're adopting, whether it's domestic or international, there's just a lot of things that can go wrong. Right. And I, yeah. I, I very much remember, you know, my faith, my theology wasn't, you know, I mean, by God's grace, it's more solid and, and mature now than it was then. But I, I just remember feeling this unbelievable sense of, of unsettledness and fear that until we hit American soil with these kids, that it wasn't really over, you know, that somebody could take them away from us. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of drama, you know, there was, there was a lot that, um, in retrospect could have gone a lot worse. I mean, I look back on those stories and that's part of why I think memoirists do what they do is you want to remember, but if you're a Christian, you also want to remember like all the times that God was faithful, you know, right. and all the things that in that process could have gone way South, but, um, the Lord really, really held us in the palm of his hand and he had our backs. And I think the neat thing about adoption, and you guys will, will find this as you welcome, you know, a couple of new little ones into your home. Um, to me with adoption, there's a real sense that like God chose this specific child for us. Yeah. And, um, I don't know what it's like to have a biological kid. We were never able to do that, but you know, with adoption, it, there's a real sense of like, there's no accidents in God's economy. Yeah. They're, they're with us for a reason. And, um, you know, some of that has been hard on the on the back end, but it's been for the most part just really, really joyful. Mm. Well, you mentioned um, briefly infertility. I wanted to ask you about that because uh, mm -hmm. that's something my wife and I struggled with, 
And yeah. <laughs> I, I love this. This is my favorite section of the whole book. Um, you, you said, I'm quoting here. Uh, where am I here? Okay. I'm around unintentionally, fertility, unintentional fertility all the time. The number of total illegitimate children sired by my interview subjects in facing Tyson hovers around 100 and is still growing, no exaggeration. While I was taught well by my parents that life isn't fair, this still hurts a lot. You know, I work with teenagers, and I come across unwed mothers, pregnant mm. teenagers all the time, and, you know, I, I come across a, a couple of who've, who've had several abortions, and I, I'm thinking, like, Lord, I'm in a Christian ministry here. Mm. I, I, I'm, my wife and I are in a stable relationship. We love each other. We desperately mm -hmm. want children. We want to, we want to raise children uh, to grow to love you and to go out into the world and spread the gospel. And these other people are getting pregnant and they're having an abortion. Other kids are. What, what are you doing, Lord? You know, and, I know. I know. Uh, you kind of walk us through 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 that because it's also interesting because you already had one adopted child at that time. That yeah, you're kind of struggling yeah, that's through right. this. So that's kind of a different dynamic as well. It really is, yes. We adopted first before we even tried to have biological kids. And then we, we got home with Tristan and we, we immediately started trying. And uh, yeah, for years it just didn't it didn't work. We tried a whole bunch of different things. And dude, I, I, have, to, I have to tell you, it was brutal. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just the most brutal stretch of our marriage. I mean, to, to be completely candid, like it almost wrecked our marriage. Mm. Um, I think it almost wrecked my wife's faith, truly, because because of all the things you just mentioned. You yeah. know, the the seeming kind of arbitrary nefariousness of all these people getting pregnant, just like falling out of bed into a pregnancy. Right. You know, and and it's like um, it just seems so massively unfair and brutal. And uh, we really struggled with that for a long time, and we struggled to. I mean, it's the classic like. How do you continue to worship in the midst of trials, right? Yeah. In the midst of things that God's allowing that you don't understand. And, and those things are myriad, you know, for, for all kinds of different people in different circumstances. And I, I tell you, I mean, looking back, God, God proved himself to be so faithful in that. And I, I do lament, I regret our bitterness in those years. You know, we were very bitter and, and cynical. And, you know, for me, that manifested in humor. You know, I, yeah. I just took it out. I took it out on the page, unfortunately, and, you know, my wife got very deeply depressed at that time, and, you know, we had some great people to help walk us through it, and people were supportive, but, yeah, it was really, really hard, man, to feel like my my genetic material is just for some reason being washed from the face of the earth, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, as Christians, we understand uh, depravity, right? We understand right. this concept of total depravity, so we go... Maybe my genetic material isn't that great. In fact, I know it isn't. So it's it's no great loss that you know that the world won't get more of it. But um, but yeah, it's still hard to grapple with in the moment, and uh, and you really you really grieve. It's a grieving process, I think, for us. You know, you say that your your biological existence is wasting away. But I'm looking at my kids, and I I see so much of myself in them. Even though they, they, mm -hmm. we have no blood connection at all, but mm -hmm. I start to see mm -hmm. my own uh, habits and my own. Yeah, absolutely. sin sometimes being repeated in them as well. Yeah, totally. And I see the same things. And, and it's both, yeah, like you said, I mean, it's both joyful and chilling in that you do, yeah, you do see your own sin issues in them. But, um, you know, even little things like, you know, you and I are both educators, so we kind of give a, a more relaxed schedule in the summer. Yeah. Just the, all the movies and pop culture and like yeah. shows that we're enjoying together now and, you know, their taste, like they're, they're developing taste. Right. And, 
Um, you know, I see them flourishing as athletes and it's fun, man. I mean, it's, it's fun to look at it and go, man, the, the Lord's allowed me to enjoy a lot here, you know, mm-hmm. in spite of my sin, in spite of my brokenness, my bitterness, my cynicism, um, he's, he's really given me a lot in these boys mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and we're just trying to enjoy every moment and not wish any of it away, you know? My kids are a little different. They are flourishing as athletes now and that's actually proof that they are adopted. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. That's good too, man. They're, they should be thankful for that aspect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's great. What, a, what advice do you give to the couple that's thinking about adopting? Because it is kind of the cool thing right now um, yeah. to, to do that. And people don't realize, again, they had that romantic idea that I'm going to come in and save these kids and rescue them from uh, the, the perils of darkness and bring them into a whole yeah. new world. And they should just be thankful and everything. And everything's going to be great. It's, it's you know, like... Uh, you and I grew up in the 80s, like Webster or, you know, or oh, totally, man. whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah, any kind of hero narrative in the 80s, you know, and, and I think I can tell you from my own life, anytime I've gone into a situation thinking I'm going to be the hero, the Lord has disabused me of that notion yeah. pretty quickly. Like, yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not going well. So I think, and this is such an old Reformed guy answer, but I think if you if you go into it going... This is a desire that the Lord's placed on our heart, and He's probably going to use it to to sanctify us. And we can pray that, you know, He'll use it to bless the life of this kid, and He'll use it to grow us, knit us together more in our marriage. I mean, I think if you go into it with that kind of mindset, you'll probably be okay, you know. Yeah. But, but yeah, go, going into it with these romantic notions that really get encouraged, and I think that fan gets or that that flame gets fanned rather by the kind of the industrial adoption complex of conferences and t-shirts and yeah. wristbands and, you know, like uh, impeccably photographed, you know, African children. And, right. and the whole thing is a little, I remember when I spoke at my first adoption conference, this was probably close to a decade ago now, but it was a little grotesque. Like I remember mm. walking through the the lobby of it and it was like the lobby scene in Jerry Maguire, if you've ever seen yeah. that, oh, yeah. that movie with the, like the NFL draft lobby and he's walking through and working, working the booths in the room. And that's how it felt at this adoption conference. And I was just like, man, this is a little grotesque. It's a little weird. Yeah. But, um, it's probably just gotten worse since then, but I don't know. I, I don't go to a lot of conferences, so I can't say. I sat down just recently with a guy who was considering adopting and he said, you know, how do you get past the whole, uh, hero aspect of this? How, how can you stay humble? And I said, trust me, as soon as that kid yeah. comes in your house, you're not going to have a problem seeing humility. <laughs> yeah, I think and actually, as soon as you as soon as you start getting like brutalized and taken advantage of by bureaucrats, yeah, yeah. Pe- people in the system, like, yeah, I, I think just going through it will disabuse you of the hero thing pretty quick. <laughs> you know, and it's also fed by, and, and I, I tried to, to be somewhat diplomatic with this with people in our church, but you you get lionized, you get uh, not lionized, but you get. Uh, praised by oh wow i can't believe you're doing such a great thing and you're such a it's like you know i'm I'm taking care of my kids no one says that to the to the you know biological parents wow i'm so glad you feed your kids that's that's really great you know (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. but you know yeah you can get that head yeah you can and isn't it interesting how we always want to we always want to put ourselves on a pedestal whether we're you know I, i don't know what kind of church you go to but years ago we were in this reformed church where like um, and we don't have to get into the theology, theological weeds of this, but they, they would do these elaborate infant baptisms where, yeah. you know, the, the whole, like, you know, uh, 
four centuries of like Dutch people would come onto the stage and they were, they were just kind of celebrating each other and celebrating right. themselves. And, um, but yeah, then you adopt a kid and they turn around and they're celebrating you and none of it feels quite right. Right. You know what I mean? Um, it all feels a little, a little weird and creepy, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's why in our theological camp. And I think this is a good thing. We, we talk so much about keeping, keeping the focus and the glory on the Lord. And one of the real, like, kind of backhanded benefits of, of going through these adoptions that are usually hard is that at the end, when you get through it, you're left with no other option than to thank God for what he brought you through. Right. And, you know, if people in your church kind of pat you on the back or celebrate you for it, it, it rings pretty hollow in comparison with yeah. like remembering what, what the Lord did. And, you know, as we're coming to a close here, I do want to say, you know, it is, it's very difficult, but at the same time, it is incredibly rewarding. You know, we, oh, we get definitely. stressed out a lot with our kids, but, you know, when that little three-year-old comes up to me and just can't wait to tell me everything that's gone on in his day, it's just, wow. I mean, yeah. you know, praise the Lord for this. this and I can tell you, it gets better, you know? Like, the, the conversations get more interesting mm. when they're 16. <laughs> and by God's grace, they're they're still telling me about their days, and, uh, and that's, that's pretty cool, you know? So um, it, it gets better, and I don't regret... A second of it, yeah. You know, I, I, I know very at a very deep level, the Lord allowed us to go through infertility and the adoption so that we could, you know, enjoy these kids and, and prepare them for life as, as best we can and introduce them to the church and, you know, all those things that are that are going to be important in their lives. Well, we end each episode with some recommended resources, and so of course we want to recommend your book, Hello, I Love You. Uh, detailing your your two adoptions, also some other books by you as well. Uh, one, these are just books that I just pulled out of my library. Yeah, Household yeah. Gods, uh, you and your wife wrote. Yeah. And uh, I got this book here, Why We're Not Emergent, um, <laughs> by you. And there's some other no name on this. Uh, yeah. Some yeah. co-author you gave a break to, so that was. Nice. I hope he lands on his feet. Yeah. You know, I, really, I really do. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to mention, I, I I've got our oldest is in uh, middle school now. And he loved the book, The Extraordinary Life of a Mediocre Jock. Oh, good, man. Good. Um, Tell him there's another one coming. So I will. Yeah, and, there's a sequel. It's called Theater Kid. So uh, cool. Theater Kid is going to drop sometime. I actually don't know when it drops, but uh, <laughs> but it's coming up soon. It's all written. It's being illustrated now. So uh, we're, we're excited about that. Well, one he too. was sad because he wanted to talk to you. He couldn't make it to the interview today. Ah, oh, bummer. Um, I wish he could have, man. That would have been dope. Yeah, he won't. Tell him he I really said, hey. Hmm? Tell him I said hello. I will tell him that. And uh, maybe we come back on the program sometime later and he'll have a chance to say hello. For sure, man. I would love it. All right. Well, Ted, thanks so much for your time. I, I know you're, you're on kind of a time crunch and I want to respect that. So thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Hey, really appreciate you having me, Kevin. All right. Everyone else, thank you for joining us. And don't forget to check out our website at www.basicbiblepodcast.org. So until next time, have a great rest of your week.